This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Alright, Maris, how's it going? It is my pleasure to introduce you, the listeners of the Blue Army podcast, to our first ever official sponsors. It's Carlisle's number one music venue. That's right, I'm talking about the old fire station Carlisle. Relive the 90s Manchester vibe with live music from the happy Mon days and a DJ set from Clint Boone of the Inspiral Carpets. Happy Mon days, the number one tribute band to the happy Mondays, bring you all the cult classics and best-selling hits of Manchester's number one baggy band. And Clint Boone, one of the most sought-after club DJs in the country right now, will play your favourite hits on Saturday the 23rd of April. And those tickets are just £15. This gig, along with hundreds more, is brought to you by the old fire station Carlisle. To buy tickets for this and any other event, please visit www.ofscarlisle.co.uk. OFS obviously stands for Old Fire Station. One more time, that is www.ofscarlisle.co.uk. Okay, get your tickets now. You can also get on all their social media links, Facebook, Twitter, and the rest of them by searching the old fire station Carlisle. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd, and you listen to the Blue Army podcast. Hello, my name is Derek Combs, and I listen to the Blue Army podcast. That's good to see you've got a sponsor. Something different, isn't it, mate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, supporting local businesses. Yeah, mate, supporting local businesses, supporting uh, local media. Mate, it's lovely. It's they really nice. They support you, uh, you support that's, them. That's it, mate, that's it. The old fire station. It sounds like a good night as well, to be honest. You know, the happy Mondays, a yeah. uh, bit of twisting your melon, man. And then, obviously, I think the DJ <laughs> set's going to be full of those sort of, like, Hacienda classics, maybe, and, and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So, I mean, it sounds like a good night. 
sounds like a good night to me. Um, I mean, I'll probably pop down there, and uh, I mean, I imagine we'll we'll maybe get on some kind of get list. Uh, me and you, Will's, if we're lucky enough. Uh, if I can twist. Spiral carpets with a good band. I saw one of the in spiral carpets once. Oh really? Never seen them all together. Yeah, never seen them all together, but they seem to pop up individually. Hearing about all got kind of different solo careers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good to see they're all still in, in the music industry. And, 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 and like I said, that Clint uh, Boone guy seems to have really got himself a good reputation for DJing, like this kind of Hacienda style thing. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I hope a lot of you guys out there like go out and support our sponsor because that that would be great, you know, uh, for everybody just to sort of be able to to get on board uh, with the old fire station and go and support that event because it'll be a great night. It really will be uh, from the sounds of it. Right, mate. Uh, that's enough of the sponsorship. Uh, this is episode fifty-eight, and and and, and obviously we've got a tradition round here. I've got to start with the big long all re mara. So. Give me a second to get my breath. Oh, Reet Matters, how's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is episode 58, and it is my pleasure to welcome back everybody's favourite co-host after a short break. That's right, I'm talking about Wills. How's it going, Wills? You all right, dude? Arit Mara, it's going all uh, right, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, last time I spoke to you on this podcast, had we kind of like just come off the back of a really poor run of form? Yeah, we were still losing games. Simo was yeah. nowhere to be seen. And this is why I've had, uh, I had Liam Denwood two weeks in a row, because I released the podcast the same day Millen got sacked and then the same day, which was the same day Simo got hired, I think, wasn't it? It was the next day Simo got hired. Um, but so anyway, we... the same day, yeah. Yeah, so I missed that news, um, unfortunately, for the listeners. I didn't get to have a crack with Liam with that, so it felt right for us to go full circle with Liam Denwood and give him the opportunity to not only see through the hard times because um, he you know he's a great he's, he's a great lad man he's always on the other end of, of a message like he's easy to get hold of he's fantastic so felt like it would have been good for him just to come back uh, last week so he could also enjoy the good times and now Wills it's your turn uh, to come back and enjoy the good times Simo has had yeah. an amazing week um, mm. at Carlisle United. And before we dive into our excitement, mate, um, I mean, again, we've got tradition here on the Blue Army podcast, which means it's time for the Blue Army podcast joke <laughs> of the week. You nearly forgot. Look at the surprise on your face, the glee on your face. You love the joke of the week, you. Is he having Sometimes, a laugh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army podcast. It's Right, mate, here we go. <laughs> Why should you never trust stairs? Why should you never trust stairs? They're always up to something. <laughs> Get in! Get in! Right, we started with an absolute corker, brother. I am buzzing and uh, yeah like we were just talking about there mate be- just before we dive into the birthdays let's give you your opportunity to talk about how happy you are with the return of Paul Simpson at Brunton Park um, obviously we've had Liam Deadwood knocking around uh, these last couple of weeks and now Wills it's your turn to tell us your views on Paul Simpson's return what a week 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when he was first appointed, I was a little bit kind of, well, you know, optimistic but cautious as well because you kind of it seemed like an obvious crowd pleaser from the board. So you were kind of like, you know, don't necessarily expect all their decisions to go particularly well. So you do kind of like have that, you know, it's just, um, but, it, you know, um, they acted fast, you know, um, sacked Millen at the point where it became obvious that he had to go. Um, got rid of Holdsworth, whose decision that was, I don't know. But, um, you know, he wasn't... You know, and it's 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 kind of good because that then means that Holdsworth wasn't going to be involved in appointing a new manager. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and apparently it was all sorted like the day before because, um, like immediately Simo came back. Um, then that first game against Leighton Orient comes round and we win it and start to believe because as a bit more of a fight about the performance. Um, you know, Millen went on a good run, didn't he? I think... Um, um, yeah, I, kinda... I think Millen's, Millen's run was helped also by a sort of like early stage FA Cup games and um, uh, Johnson Paint Trophy um, sort of like scrappy games as well. So I feel like Millen's run on paper looks a lot more impressive than it actually was in terms of like really helping our league form. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the other thing as well is that we're, with Millen's, uh, that good run we had in, in January, but we were kind of defending really well there, and we had, like, uh, Rob McDonald, who was, you know, he was playing quite well at that time. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, very good form, yeah. Yeah, when he got injured, that kind of, like, contributed to the wheels falling off, but, you know, that's not an excuse. Um, you know, we started, we basically did well on the back of, you know, a fair few clean sheets that we were keeping. And, you know, we stopped keeping clean sheets, but, you know, still up to the manager to find a way around that. Uh, but, yeah, because we did win three. Yeah we, yeah, we won three in a row under Millen without conceding. Um, so, you know, it did look at one point like, um, like, like we were going to uh, go on a good run and survive under him then things just kind of took a massive turn for the worst. I mean, Millen's recruitment was poor, or Holdsworth's recruitment was poor in January to deal with those situations as well. They had oh. weeks to get good replacements for uh, Mella. Uh, I know Senior went. Senior was a January sign, unfortunately, he went down injured. But they, they, you know, mm. you've had you've had time to sort of fill in a centre back position where maybe you could have brought in somebody that can play centre back and right back um, at least competently um, and has done that at a certain level. You know, there's plenty of players that will be coming down from a higher level that are right right backs or left backs that unfortunately they're slowing down a little bit and they'd rather sort of go inside now. And that unfortunately means they have to drop down a level to be able to play the centre-back position, but they wouldn't be unwilling to play mm. in that right-back position when called upon. We've had plenty of players like that in the past, like Urien Hart's, um, who, who who famously is a, a great left back and then turned centre back for us, but would also happily play centre back, left back whenever he was called upon, mate. Um, yeah, having mm. Simo back, mate. What a great, absolutely fantastic week for Carlisle fans. Free wins on the bounce. Um, I mean, in the league, that's the first time this season, right? Free league wins on the bounce, um, I believe. And um, mate, it's all good times. And in aid 
of these good times, mate. I've started a little project. I'm going to show you, and obviously we'll, we'll, we'll try and tell the listeners what you can see. This mm. is a growing box. This is a nursery. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Inside this little nursery, you might see uh, there has been a small amount of growth so far. There's a few, there's one big daddy sprout and there's a few mm. um, other small sprouts. Now, the reason I'm growing, mate, is because I'm intending on making blue army hot sauce. I'm growing chilies, mate. I am growing chilies. And hopefully, wow. by, <laughs> hopefully by the end of the season, these bad boys will be ready and rocking to go. And I'll cook them up and uh, we'll have a great sort of end of season under Simo. So I think I'm going to call it after Paul Simpson, like Simo's sizzling blue army hot sauce or something like that. Mm. And I think I'm going to make a regular thing out of this, making my hot yeah. sauces. You know, I am, I am a chef in day-to-day -day life. I, I'm quite good at making sauces, just in case anyone's worrying. Um, <laughs> and, but it, I feel like it'd be a great way for people to be able to back uh, the podcast as well. And it's something with a personal touch. And these will all be limited edition uh, batches. You know, once these chilies have been put into that hot sauce and I've made that hot sauce, they'll be the only... Uh, batch of that hot sauce that'll ever exist so you know collect them all is the kind of vibe i'll be going for but yeah um that's a fun little uh tribute to paul simpson so that'll be like simo's sizzling hot yeah. sauce i'm sure i'll come up with a name uh for yeah. it eventually but yeah let's let's keep the good times rolling brother let's move on to the birthdays and uh, this week's birthdays kick off with uh, joe thompson who is 33 and uh mm -hmm. matty fryett who is now 36. Uh, I believe Matty Fryett retired. Just Thompson is still playing. Uh, Matty Fryett had 10 games at Carlisle United, only scored the one goal, but went on to have quite an impressive career uh, with Leicester, Notts Forest, uh, very much stayed around that championship yeah. level. Is that a little bit before your time, Matty Fryett, Lorne? Do you remember Matty Fryett being a bit of a... I mean, he was loud. <laughs> I remember him shouting a lot. I remember him, yeah. I can't remember him be. I can't remember how loud he was. I can remember he was good, and um, he got recalled from loan, and that was a bit of a blow. Um, Joe Thompson, um, a player that I think a lot of people have a lot of time and you know a lot of time and affection for. He only played for Carlisle for one season, um, but then after got well, he overcame cancer before signing for Carlisle. Then went back to Rochelle, got cancer again, um, overcame it again. I think he is retired now after that, though, um, after like two bouts of cancer, unless he's kind of playing at a lower level. Yeah, um, um, I mean, I could, I think I could just about see that he's still playing. Um, I didn't mm. do that much. I, I focused my research on Matty Fryer, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the more birthdays, uh, a couple of old heads now. Uh, Craig Mig. McGaffrey, sorry, Craig. Um, he's turned forty this week. Um, apparently, he scored a winner against Macclesfield, a last-minute winner against Macclesfield. That's why he's remembered by most Carlisle United fans. And mm -hmm. uh, today would have been the eighty-fifth birthday for two hundred and seventy-three time appearing Peter. McConnell, so an absolute servant of the club there. He played most of his games um, in the 60s. No, sorry, all of his games for Carlisle United yeah. in the 60s. Um, happy birthday to the 1996-97 promotion and Wembley winner, Owen Arch. 
Deacon. He is 56 mm. and also former loney defender Connor Townsend. Connor Townsend has a bit of a place in my heart personally because I drafted him into my football manager team against Liam Denwood. Um, on the Blue Army <laughs> podcast versus the Blue Army. And I think he scored. Um, I think he scored. Uh, <laughs> more recently around the club, it is happy 31st birthday to former stopper and former goalkeeper coach Dan Hanford and former Blues defender Shane McDade. Do you remember Shane McDade? Shane McDade. Yeah, I remember him coming on the pitch uh, with his crutches when we won the Jay Johnson's Pain Trophy at Wembley. Because um, he only ever played three games for us and then got injured. And unfortunately, you'd think that was the end of his career. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. But I remember him kind of being on the pitch with the squad uh, to, yeah. you know, to lift that trophy when we won it. I mean, he was a promising, a promising player. Um, I do remember him mainly from a football manager campaign that season yeah. where he would have been an absolute uh, stay in my centre-back position. And so obviously rated quite highly and unfortunately just had that 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 sort of torrid time with injuries mm. at Brunton Park. Um, this man is 28 today. I'm talking about Brad Potts. Um, I'm an absolute lover of Brad Potts. always believed in Brad Potts. And um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't think he let me down. I think he's doing just fine. Thank you very much. And uh, Liam McCarran is 21 today. And also Jordan Pickford is 28. Uh, obviously, the latter two there um, doing very well with their footballing careers at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah Jordan yeah. Pickford, Mr. England. <laughs> <laughs> but only, only a lonely. And I believe, mate, I believe that is the birthdays. Now, I remember Jordan Pickford when he was on loan at Carlisle United. I thought he looked awful. Yeah. I thought he looked awful. But I think now, with his career, in, 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 obviously at his peak, maybe you could say, maybe he's past it. I know he's only 28 years old, but maybe a lot of people are yeah. thinking he's past his peak. They're looking for a New England number one, I believe. A lot of people don't necessarily back him that much. Now, I feel yeah. like he owes us he owes us something for seeing him through those couple of nervy appearances and building his confidence and uh, Obviously, he was recalled yeah. from loan, and I believe we also had Tim Krull on loan that same season. Uh, I think Tim Krull was several seasons before Pickford was our relegation season. Um, yeah. uh, second second half of the season on loan from Sunderland. I'm trying to uh, think know, of who the replacement. You're was. not the only fan. Um, well, who the replacement for Pickford? Pickford yeah. was with us until the end of the season. Was he? I thought he got called again early. What am I thinking of? No, no. He, I've got um, him mixed up with Lenny Pidgeley because he's bought. He, yeah, he's got rosy red cheeks. Easy as well. mistake to make. Pidgeley was, <laughs> but but was a permanent signing. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we did he was, have, uh, um, he was like third choice. Are you thinking, first time Carl Oliver had a third choice goalkeeper. Yeah. Sorry, go are, you are you thinking of Ben Amos? Ben Amos. That's it. That's it. I knew he, it was Pembley Pedigree. Amos. Nah, it would replace him, and like different people have different views. And because I mean, you're not the only person I've heard be like, uh, I remember him being rubbish for us, but like, I don't know, like, like, like my memory of him, and like a lot of people, other people also, is kind of like, oh, he's like one of the best goalkeepers that's ever played for us, like, even then. So, like, different people have different memories. Like, like, that's a big shout, man. We've had some great goalkeepers over the years, like, yeah, being a Carlisle fan. 
Yeah, I, I I remember him coming in, and for that period that he was with us, even though we kind of ended up going down, he was like our best player. All right, okay, all right, okay. I mean, there you go, there you go. Difference of opinions there, Funny, yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. But yeah, like I said, that's the end. That's the end of the birthdays. But uh, um, I I really enjoy that segment, mate. It's one of my favourites at the moment. Um, mm. Moving on to the news, uh, we've got loan news and we've got injury news. Which one do you want to do first, buddy? Loan. We're doing loan news. Right, okay. <laughs> this week on loan, we had a goal scorer amongst our ranks and a recall and a forward who is doing rather well. Right, the goal scorer is Taylor Charters, mate. Um, a yep. player that... <sighs> Unfortunately, he was sort of squeezed out of Chris uh, Keith Millen's team, didn't really um, get the, the rub of the green, didn't really get the appearances under his belt. It's great that he's playing men's football now. He had a little yeah. bit of a, 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 a twist in and a twist out with Gateshead, wasn't really in the starting lineup at the start of his loan period. Now he's playing week in, week out. Now he's on the score sheet. Um, I think it's his second or third goal uh, for Gateshead. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, it, 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 that loan's going really well for him. Um, I would rather have seen yeah. it at the level above, but it's going really well for him. Yeah, um, it's still an all right level for him to be scoring. Because I think Gateshead are like doing really well in that division. So, you know, at least he's kind of like up at the right end of the table. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And to play with an informed team is only going to help his development uh, that little bit more because to play with confidence, is, is that's where your development really can start kicking yeah. in. Um, and, and obviously now the manager's backing him week in, week out and he's rewarded him with a goal, so he'll continue to play uh, for Gateshead. Now, another loan that me, me and Liam Denwood spoke about this loan uh, last week, Wills, and I'll be interested to get your views yeah. on it as well. I said this loan move was purely financial from Carlisle United uh, to get yeah. Tristan Abrahams off the books, get him somewhere else, get someone else paying for his uh, his contract, basically. He was signed at the mm. start of this season and, um, I mean, to, for any new signing, they normally someone of his sort of elk not on too cheap of a wage. I feel like Chris Beach definitely got yeah. him in. There would have been a little bit of competition around uh, for his signature. And yeah, in my opinion, it was a purely financial move for a player that doesn't seem to be able to cut it at this level. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's the same thing. I mean, like, you know, you don't send a player of his kind of, you know, he's a senior player. So... He's not being sent out for any other reason than he's not really wanted here. And it's, it, it, you know, it is kind of likely that you say that he's probably also one of the higher earners in the squad. So getting him out also kind of serves the purpose of saving us money on wages. Um, I, th I think he's not actually kind of like registered in our squad at the moment. You know, it's like a 25-man squad or something. Yeah, so, like, the other players that were sent out on loan, um, you know, the ones you've mentioned in this roundup, also, like, uh, Manassi Mampala, were still listed in the squad. Uh, but it's, like, I think it's a 25-man squad, and then you're allowed to kind of, like, homegrown players and youth players free or something, which I think is why the likes of Mampala and Charters, we don't have to remove them from the squad. Um, but, yeah, so we actually have to remove Abrahams from our 25-man squad 
So he's no longer registered for us. So even if we brought him back, we, we couldn't play him. So yeah, I think I think it's just kind of like hasn't hasn't worked out. Um gone down to somewhere and you know, good luck to him if it works out for him there. Maybe Grimsby will want to will want to sign him in the summer. I mean, I mean, it's 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 a possibility. I'm just checking now on Impala, uh playing for for, for Weymouth because I, I didn't see anything yeah. about him on the news and star. So I've just had a little look now, and he, he did play. Weymouth lost two goals to nil. It looks like Impala's played in the central midfield position for Weymouth. All right, um, which is quite interesting. Um, so obviously that'll affect his, his development. I feel like he's not really had the opportunity in League Two to really show what he can do. When he did get his opportunities yeah. in the Cup, he looked quite good. I thought he looked quite impressive. I felt like he was quite impressive in pre-season as well. And, um, I mean, I don't think Simo is silly enough to look a gift horse in the mouth. And I feel like he'll get an opportunity uh, if it when he comes back at the end of the season, going into the next pre-season. I, I wouldn't want to see him let go. I really wouldn't want to see yeah. him let go. Um, I feel yeah. like there's too much potential there. Uh, what, do you, what do you say, mate? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could it, it could be Simo or another manager. There's certainly, um, you know, if you're a manager coming in, then, you know, you prefer to maybe have a look at the players that they've got before releasing them rather than players, players being released already by the time you come in so you don't get to see them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're assuming that Simo's, you know only going to be interim, which is kind of what he says he is, but um, I think it's open for him to change his mind, but um, yeah, you think like and and Toure as well, like if Toure kind of comes back from injury, he was injured for, well, the entirety, he, he was out on loan then injured for like the entirety of Keith Millen's time, so Keith Millen never got to see him, um, but I said with Keith Millen that like you you probably want to have a look at Toure. Imagine like Simpson Simpson will want to have a look at Toure, and you kind of think like if some manager can get the absolute best out of Toure, then he's a decent player. Yeah, I mean you highly rate uh, Toure. Simon has has said that you know he really wants to be able to have a look at him when he comes back from injury. We'll get onto injuries in just uh, a yeah. few seconds, mate. This one little bit more of a uh, low news is the fact that Josh Dixon has returned to Carlisle United after his loan spell at Workington. Um, I hope it's it's so Simo can have a look at him and maybe push him into that team. He's a player that we've all been told has a hell of a lot of potential and we'd love to see it. I think yeah. every Carlisle United fan is very, very excited to see it. And, you know, his contract's coming up at the end of the season. If he can get on the pitch uh, for, for a couple of minutes here and there and impress, he's going to get another one. And um, I feel like the situation will... will you know, hopefully we're going to get a good player out of that situation when we've put him through uh, a lot of rehabs and he keeps coming back and just doesn't get the rub of the green, unfortunately. Um, that's yeah, the end. I really want him to do well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he deserves to. He really does. He deserves to. He looks like a bright spark on the few occasions that he's been able to play. Um, and everybody speaks very highly of him for such a young player as well. Hmm. Um, in injury news now, mate. Now, you've already mentioned Toure. Uh, there's a little bit of news on Toure is that he should be back in and amongst the uh, first team contention into the two to three week 
window. He is training, hasn't yeah. started training with the first team yet, but has been doing light bits of training, which have been yeah. steadily increasing. And uh, yeah, Toure is one of the players that Simpson um, is, is quite excited about coming back from injury. He's excited about everybody coming back from injury, obviously. He hasn't yeah. had a chance to see what any of them can do, but he's he has been quoted as pretty much saying that these lads are going to be like new signings coming into this team when they come back from injury and I feel like that all comes from him Paul Simpson getting these lads mentally into a place where they're excited to come back and play football where maybe under Millen it would have been like oh god back in the relegation battle again Um, but now the mentality can maybe change and he's got a, a window now where these players aren't training with the first team squad where he can just walk over to wherever they're doing their training and just have a quiet word and, and get those players into the right, the right, you know, shape. Um, other players that are coming back from injury a little bit more recent, uh, 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 a little bit more faster than um, Ture Dickinson and McDonald are very close to returning to first team action. Uh, just a little yeah. bit uh, off it for this weekend's team selection, but will be involved in the Cumbrian Cup. So get your tickets and go down and support the Cumbrian Cup and you'll get to see a couple of senior players uh, getting rid of some old ring rust. Mm. So Dickinson and McDonald might be in contention for next weekend, um, which is the uh, the £10 game against Northampton, isn't it? half price tickets next weekend. Get your tickets, go down and support the lads. That's really important. And mm-hmm. um, in other injury news, it doesn't look like we're going to see Kelvin Meller until early April and that's very open-ended when somebody says early April because that's when the fixture list gets a little bit more congested once again uh, around that Easter time so it would be quite nice to get him back in early early April not just early April but we'll see how uh, we'll see how it goes Um, I'm a big believer in in the big man himself I, I, I really feel like his uh, the lack of the lack of vocal on the pitch at Carlisle United was lacking mm-hmm. under Keith Millen, and he seemed to be able to step up in that position and organise that defence properly. Now it seems like Mark Howard is very vocal now, very happy to step up and, and be a leader in that position. And um, obviously, the mentality's changed a lot, and Callum Guy is looking like a proper leader. Uh, has done for this past yeah. week, really stepped up into that position more so than he ever has. It, it's kind of it kind of comes in and out. Sometimes it, it can be a bit quiet and hide a little bit. I feel like that Callum guy, and he's got nowhere to hide. He never gets substituted off. He's always playing every ninety yeah. minutes. He's never going nowhere. So there's nowhere for him to yeah. hide really. Um, so I mean, yeah, mate. There's there's the injury news. Obviously, like I said, Paul Simpson talking about having these players back as new signings. Um, I mean, yeah, that's right, isn't it? Obviously, Toure coming back is going to be um, a boost that Millen never really had. Do you think that he's going to get some games, Toure? Um, obviously. Patrick and Dennis are doing very well up front together. I feel like their confidence is coming from the fact that Simpson has actually said to them, you're my two main strikers for the rest of the season. Um, go out there and get some goals. You know, I've heard managers say that to a front two before. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's necessarily anything, um, any kind of guarantee that, you know, that you'll get a chance because there are other players who seem to be kind of improving as well. Like, you know, you you wouldn't want to drop Patrick. Uh, Simo seems a lot more like what we were talking about with Millen. Uh, we, we kind of debated it before about 
don't you just play your best players at, at the start of the game and you know and say to them go out there get you know get us an early lead um and you know sometimes Millen would kind of be a little bit too try and be a little bit too clever with his team selections and you know whereas Simo's just like you know because uh, Millen would rest uh, Gibson quite a lot towards the end. Mm-hmm. I think Sim, I think Simo's just coming and go. Now you're one of our best players. We want you to play. Um, and you know, if you have the occasional off game, so be it. So uh, there'll be chances for other players, maybe like off the bench or something towards the end. He's kind of, I don't know, if like Toure's kind of like the are kind of going to do well against tired legs. So. There's another option. I wasn't necessarily expecting to have loads of chances, but you know, he might get the chance to kind of show that he actually he could even get another contract. I think eyebrows were raised when he got a contract for this season and then he hasn't really featured much. Um if he kind of does enough to get a contract next season under a new manager, I'm sure eyebrows will be raised again. But you know, the you know, the the options there for him, you know, he can he can maybe try and do some of it. There is potentially a, a small part that he could still play. Um, so, mate, next up, we're going to talk about the football that we've actually seen this week. Me and you were at Carlisle United versus Rochdale mm, last indeed. Tuesday night, and it was a hell of a game, mate. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed just going along to the football. It was like a Saturday atmosphere on a Tuesday night under the lights. There was plenty yeah. of support there for Carlisle United, and it was a great day out, mate. And, uh, I mean, when Show Silver got that second goal um i mean we were elated mate i've never seen you move that quick in my entire life i have to be honest i've never seen you move that quick <laughs> in my entire life when that goal went in you shot underneath that barrier in the warwick quicker than i've ever seen you move before and when you came back under that barrier it took you about two minutes to get back <laughs> well it's um you know like even though we were already one nil up and it was just the goal that settled it almost felt like a last minute winner and, um, you know, obviously there's a good atmosphere, a lot of people back um, singing because Paul Simpson's there. Um, glad, you know, very glad that we got the win because even though, you know, we, we could we could potentially have, have thrown that away. I think Rochdale were really kind of like hammering us for an equaliser and that would have taken some of the shine off, but you don't really want to see the shine come off the Paul Simpson, Simo at the wheel, kind of thing so they definitely would have killed things that was a weird term of events and i haven't seen anything about it in the news and star or any kind of like tweets from the club or anything like that it was a weird term of events in the second half when carlisle were one nil up it was before the show silver goal rochdale started to dominate after this moment there was like an alarm that went off at brooklyn park (laughs) it was incredibly loud and it was pretty much asking us to leave uh asking the supporters to leave by the nearest exit. Looking at the stewards, they didn't seem very concerned. There was a lot of shrugged shoulders. Um, Yeah. But none of them were carrying walkie-talkies or anything like that, so it's not like they could have communicated a message to each other very quickly. But most people seemed to stay in the stadium. But like I said, that moment, there was a free kick that Rochdale took against Carlisle in that moment, about 30 yards out. And then after that, it just seemed like Rochdale were just constantly at Carlisle's throat. Um, not necessarily yeah. in terms of shots on goal, but definitely possession in Carlisle's half. Um, 
I mean, it was yeah. a nervy couple of moments. And, and and if you see the goal uh, that show Silver scores, it's like a 70-yard corner in Carlisle United's own sort of like corner clearance yeah. that goes straight over the top. And show Silver shows some great strength and then great skill as well. Um, I mean, I didn't, uh, I thought the chance had gone. Um, I think we've spoken about it before. You, you thought the chance mm. was sort of gone. And I mean, he was past the defender with the ball. And then for some reason, he allowed the defender to get goal side of him again, but then used that to his advantage and just, I mean, he skinned him and then tucked it neatly past the goalkeeper it was a, it was a great goal mate it was a really good moment yeah i say watching it again on um you know on the replay uh, some of my concerns and criticisms that i might have had when i thought that the chance had gone kind of disappeared because it looked like oh no no he had you know he did the right thing um because he did need to kind of like take it a step past the goalkeeper to create the shot so it you know, it definitely wasn't um, as good a chance until he made that like final little step past the keeper. Yeah, it definitely. Um, I mean, just it, it was very composed um, upon yeah. watching the replay. Yeah, it does look better mm. on the replay. There's some fantastic just, angles. Yeah, oh, yeah. And like maybe we just didn't have enough faith in him at the time because he's, you know, he's new to the club and we're not that kind of like used to him. That kind of like, you know, when he ran through on goal, we're like, just hit it now, because I don't think yeah, you've got it in you to kind of like hold <laughs> off the defender and beat the keeper. But, you know, he did that. So absolute credit to him for that. And John Mellish gets the assist for a clearance. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was a last minute goal. They did wait until the 89th minute to get that goal and uh, obviously because of the delays with the alarm going off there was a lot of extra time so I mean it did settle the Carlisle United faithful yeah. and uh, I mean it was just a joy and a lot of people stayed right until the end of the game the lads basically did a lap of honour uh, pretty much um, mm. applauding all, all the support that they had and it seems to be that that train is definitely starting to roll the Carlisle United bandwagon is definitely yeah. starting to roll itself but I mean I, I, I can be honest and say that I've seen it in terms of sort of downloads on on the last week's podcast and the and the week before that when Simo was announced as well. Now, there's a big yeah. big difference. There's a big buzz around the ground, and I mean, if the team can benefit from it, which they seem to be at the moment, it, it's fantastic. It's really good stuff. Yeah. Um, we don't normally do a man of the match for um, a Tuesday night game, but because we were both there, I reckon we can at least throw uh, a name into the hat. And uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go first, mate, because uh, because I'm rude and I'm the host, so I'm going to go first. Yeah. And um, I'm going to give my man of the match to Mark Howard um, on on that day. I think he had an absolutely solid performance, um, and and in that ten minutes, he showed himself to have a very cool head. Um, his defence were falling apart all around him and he had some very vital saves to make at a point of the game where, you know, we could have quite easily in that last 10 minutes conceded one or two and lost the game, not just have drawn the game. So uh, I think all credit to uh, Mark Howard there for sort of settling his defence, uh, being able to sort of like regain control back in the game. But obviously the goal was probably a big part of that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give mine to Mark Howard because why not? And also... Because I'm looking at the tally, Mark Howard's starting to just worm his way into that top three position. And it makes it all the more yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Mark Howard got the man of the match in the ground. He pulled off some excellent saves. And I think we've got a lot to thank him for. 
for the fact that we didn't concede during that spell in the second half when Rochdale were just turning the screw and turning the screw. Um, but in you know, in order to just be a bit different to you, and <laughs> it was some, it, it was someone that I was kind of like thinking on the day that like is, is he my man of the match? Um, I'm going to give it to Callum Guy, who's kind of starting to show the same Callum Guy that we saw. Um, early on last season when he was just running the midfield and he's starting to do that again, play mm. some really clever passes and I thought he had a really, really good game on Tuesday night. Yeah, I think that you're right. He's definitely sort of like stepped up another step. Um, like I said, he sometimes he got, he went missing in games under Millen, and he's not necessarily been that vocal leader on the pitch that you expect from uh, a captain in League Two to be. But he is a young captain, you know, in, yeah. in terms in terms of in terms of this standard, this level of the game in League Two. He's a very young captain, and if this is sort of like the signs of him sort of growing into that position of being the team leader, then obviously I'd be quite happy to see him keep the armband next year. Instinct tells me that if Mark Howard gets offered another contract, he would be the person I would hand the captaincy to. But I know some people have controversial views on giving goalkeeper captaincy. Um, So, I mean... Yeah, there's also kind of like, you know, the idea of, you know, the morale effect of switching the captain if the current, you know, if yeah. the current captain's not had an absolute yeah. shocker. I understand. I even, understand what you're saying, but like, because I mean, like, going it before last week, before, before, like, you know, this whole week's happened, I don't think Callum Guy ever wanted the captaincy at the beginning of the season. I don't think he really wanted yeah. it. Um, I think it was thrust upon him and he's looked uncomfortable wearing the armbands. And if we got relegated at the end of this season, he still has another year on the end of that contract. He signed a new contract yeah. this this season, so he's still have another year in that contract, and I think he'd be quite happy to have dropped the captaincy, um, sort of like if mm. if the season ended pretty badly. But now he's kind of having he's having a good time, you know, and he's yeah. he's he's very much a sort of like um, he's breaching that connection between the team and the supporters. Sometimes I think Simo's telling him how important that is, you know, and um, underneath Simo, the captain was normally Kev Gray, um, and. Yeah. Kev Gray was a fantastic leader of Carlisle United. He was a great leader of example in that dressing room. He wasn't the most tactile of players, not at all, but he had the experience and he just had a great sort of personality and he literally led the team out by example when he would storm out of that tunnel, when he'd run out of that tunnel at, at full pace every single game, you know. I mean, he would just... It just leads by example, mate, doesn't it? Um, So you're going for Callum Guy. I've gone for Mark Howard, and uh, we'll do the proper match crack now, mate. Um, yeah. Carlisle United beat Oldham by two goals to one on Saturday, and uh, when we do the match crack, we always go through the Carlisle United starting lineup. So in goal, you had Howard, then at right back was Riley, and the rest of the defence were made up of Simeu, Feeney, Mellish and Armour, with Gibson, Guy and Devitt in the midfield, and Patrick and Dennis playing up front. Now, is this this is the third game in a row we stuck with the same 11, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, you can understand why he's doing it. Yeah. Yep, you absolutely can. You absolutely can, mate. Um, I will also say, I th- I'm pretty sure the bench has been consistent as well. Um, I think it has, yeah, yeah, just looking at it Apart now. From Magnus um, Norman picked up an injury against Rochdale, I think, which is why he wasn't on the he bench. Was, he was on was the bench. Was that Rochdale or the game before? Was a game I think it was the game the, before. I think he, yeah, I don't think he was on the bench for Rochdale. 
I think he got injured in the warm up or something like that. I heard it in a post match right. interview. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Why? Why would you ruin a winning formula? Um, it makes sense to stick with the the yeah. same team, like you said. Even if they aren't the fittest players on the pitch, they're the best eleven you can put together right now. Yeah. Um, and I think we're starting to really, really see when a manager sort of picks his best eleven, tells them you're my best eleven. I mean, he might not have done that, but. By now, these lads are getting the confidence. They've had three games in a row. They've started them all together, you know, and you can really see lads like, um, I mean, Simeon started to step up a lot, but who's really impressing me is Morgan Feeney um, with that consistency. You can tell he's been told to run that defence. You know, he's very much been told to run that defence and he does a fantastic job. He's really grown into his own league recently. Yeah, I mean... um, all of the defenders, you know, there's, you know, there's something to credit them for. Uh, Mellish for the fact that he hasn't played in defence for a while and he's come back and he's really helped the guys alongside him just to kind of, you know, steady things up. Simeu is is a very raw player, but, you know, there's a talented player in there. He's, you know, <laughs> That's a very good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not for nothing that you're Wrong. in Southampton's academy and you do see kind of like those flashes of, of um you know those flashes of class from him still got just, a lot to for me it was just one of those ones he was never getting involved enough he's a defender and he was never yeah. physical enough and it seems to be that like sort of like I play at Southampton if I get injured while I'm on loan here you know there's that you know I don't want to wait I don't want to risk it I don't want to do it and it honestly feels like Sim- Sim- Simo's got hold of him and gone you're massive you can clatter some of these strikers yeah. and you will not feel them. I'm telling you now, get yeah. physical and get in <laughs> yeah, some of those yeah. tackles. And across the last three games, he's he's more physical. He's on them. He's on the he's on the attacker. Yeah. You know, he is on the attacker. Yeah. Um he seems to be the one yeah, of the think... defenders. If there's a man marking duty, he seems to be the one that stays on them. Yeah. And sort of yeah. strengthens them. You know, I game. think he is gonna, yeah, and I think he is gonna kind of you know, develop as a player as well as a result of his time with us. And, mm. you know, he'll probably be a better player next season because... I think he'll because, be a good know, championship he's young, defender. Yeah, he's, you know, he's young and... Eventually. He's already got some of the right physical... Attri- you know, he's got the right physical attributes. He's learning... Yeah, yeah. Play. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he does wrong that we criticise him for, I think, might you know, might be because of the level that he plays at, where, you know, you say, like, he doesn't tend to head clear. He tries to head it to someone's feet. Mm. Maybe it just isn't, you know, isn't really a level where you can, where he's used to playing with kind of like the Southampton Academy players who have, have also been trained to take the ball at their feet from, a you know, a header and, and go for it. So... Um, no, I mean, adapting yeah, philosophy and football kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, he's been it's been decent mm. the last couple of games. He has been a lot more impressive, but so has everybody. To be fair, I mean, they've all kind of picked up in their own individual ways, mate. Um, as I as I quite enjoy doing this at the moment, um, basically what we end up doing is just going through the Carlisle United highlights that are on YouTube for the game mm. against Oldham, and the highlights start out with a. a <laughs> just a clear-cut opportunity for uh, Patrick. Um, and and unfortunately, he showed that side of his game that is really weak, which is him aerially, unfortunately. Now, if Patrick was yeah. great in the air, 
And he, it would really be, we would really be onto something here. He'll have the pace, he'll have the dribbling ability. He's got the finishing. Um, in the air, mate, this is, <laughs> it's embarrassing this one, isn't it, really? It's like, right, it's perfect for him. And it's a proper 50p yeah. head header, that. It's a real 50p p header. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll skip past that one, mate. Um, obviously, that, that's the first highlight there. The second highlight is, is um, the, the weirdness in the box that led up to Oldham's penalty. And it's one of those ones where... Um, yeah, in many terms, I am happy that we don't have VR, uh, um, VAR at this level of football. It does kill games of football, but yeah. I don't think I don't know what's really going on there. I think they're calling for a handball because um, uh, there's not really a bad tackle in there, so they must be calling for a handball. I don't think it touched his hand. I really don't. If yeah. that's what they're going for, I don't think it touched his hand. I've watched the replay was- ten times now. I don't think it touched Simeu's hand. Um, it was what, why was given the penalty given? Oh, he was definitely given for the handball and Simu was booked. No, I, I, dis- I disagree um, with that. I, yeah. I really do. I don't see any contact no, with Simu's arm. Oh, no, but yeah, but that's oh, yeah, but that's what he was given for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that now. I understand yeah. that now that you're saying that's that's what it was given for. But on the replays, you know, I don't see any contact. I see two yeah. Alden players, only two, only two Alden players appealing for the penalty. Um, yeah, I mean, Simu's in, hands in, in the like, box. Yeah, but Simu's hands up in the air, and that's maybe kind it's of in a, a bad position. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, okay. And like you yeah. know, players are play. You know, players are coached not to do stuff like that. But maybe that's one of those things where it doesn't really matter at academy level. But um, yeah, yeah, you can't. You, you you kind of do something where even if it doesn't hit your hand it's quite easy for it to look like it's hit your hand because you go, you know, you go up for a challenge for a header in the box and you put your hand in the air and the ball goes somewhere near your hand. Um, it's, you know, some of those are always going to be given as penalties. Yeah. And, and this, and this one was given as a penalty and it was, it was saved by Mark Howard, Mark Howard's legs. Um, I mean, what a fantastic moment again uh, for Mark Howard's. Uh, it was a poorly taken penalty. You could say, um, but all credit has to go to Mark Howard there, making himself big, making himself long. Um, it always excites me when the goalkeeper can still save it with the legs because there's an inch of, of sort of like improvising um, there that really shows your experience as a goalkeeper. Um, and it's, it is a good save. It's a poor penalty. If anything, you might actually say it was Mark yeah. Howard's feet that saved it. He really stretched his toes out when he saw that it was going the other way. Um, and it might have been yeah. his actual feet that 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 saved the penalty there. Uh, the Carlisle United fans behind that goal went absolutely sick uh, for that moment. And um, to be fair, if you're watching the highlights now, mate, you can see Gibson's outside the area. He fully enjoyed it and gets himself involved yeah. in the celebration of the penalty save. Now, the next highlight is obviously, unfortunately, uh, going to lead up to the... Um, the goal uh, that Oldham Athletic opened the scoring with. Now, it, it's a little bit of silly defending here uh, from, from, from Carlisle United. From what I can see, it looks like it's Simeu. No, it's not. It's Mellish. Mellish. Headers against, Mellish headers against his own post. Um, his head, his eyes are completely off the ball when he makes contact with the header there. Um, 
it's maybe showing a little bit of ring rust as a defender. Maybe he's not so used to sort of like going for things in the air. His eye is yeah. off the ball for way, way, way too long. And that's why he heads it against his own post. If he keeps his eye on that, it's easily going out for a corner. Um, but his, his eye's taken off it for way too long. It bounces off his own post and then uh, sort of goes across the Carlisle United box. It's hit by an Oldham attacker and I think he was looking for a shot or at least just putting it back into yeah. that area and unfortunately ex Carlisle United frontman Harlem Hope really rubbed it in uh, to some Carlisle United fans faces as that was right in front of the Carlisle United faithful so I mean it's an unfortunate goal mate it really is at this level of the game yeah, they yeah. do happen they do happen they happen quite regularly um, yeah. it's a mistake that you wouldn't have wanted to see it's maybe the the, the uh, it's just unfortunate, isn't it? It's just unfortunate. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to absolutely have a go at John Mellish for it. It's just a. It's just unfortunate, right? Yeah, it's just like you know, it's just a strange decision that um, you know the position that he's in and the ball's coming in. That I presume he's trying to head it wide of the post. That's what I think he's trying to do. Mm. Um, and it's. I'm not sure why he would try and head it because it's it's a tight angle. It's it's not one that you would really want your defenders to be like that's going that's going past the far post because 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 he heads it back across goal and that could have been dangerous in any you know in any number of ways uh, you know besides him scoring an own goal you kind of there could have been an olden player lurking or you know what actually happens and it's you know it's a bit of a freak thing but it, it's come out of him doing something that you know, you're kind of asking for trouble if you do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, so that, that was that was towards the end of the uh, of the first half. Uh, I mean, right at the end of, of the first half. Cali United came out absolutely swinging, mate. Uh, Gibson wins the ball back for Carlisle. Um, in, hang on a minute, sorry. Gibson wins the ball back for Carlisle inside the Oldham half and it, it, it sort of goes oh he, he, he lays it off into Dennis and Dennis's head is straight up looking for Amari Patrick and that partnership is really starting to pay off now last week uh Dennis played uh, a beautiful ball uh, for Carla United's only goal of the game in Simmel's yeah. first win in charge back of the Cumbrians and this was even better um Dennis really shown some fantastic experience um just gets his head up Spins with the ball, gets his head up, and Omari Patrick knows where the space is. Um, evidently, yeah. like he is wide, free, and clear. Um, so credit has to go to Gibson for winning the ball back, laying it into Dennis, and then obviously Dennis finding Omari Patrick. And it's a very clever finish from Omari Patrick. It's a sort of mm. outside of the boot, and it goes round the goalkeeper. Um, it's a really good finish from Omari Patrick, right in front of those Carlisle United supporters again. So they get another moment to um, enjoy. Uh, since Hallam Hope kind of messed them and screwed with them a little bit. Mate, it's a great finish from Omari Patrick. He's on fire. Omari's on fire because your defence is terrified. <laughs> Omari's on fire. Your defence is terrified and Patrick's on fire. Your defence is terrified. Right, I want to hear it. Park, mate. I want to hear it. Yeah, I want to hear it. Um, it's a great goal, isn't it? Yeah, and it's the sort of thing we want to see a little bit more of as well is just that kind of like quick thinking, there's a chance here, um, just take, you know, taking the opportunity, not not delaying, not kind of like hanging on to the ball to see if other attackers can get up, um, you know, uh, 
the opportunity is kind of like where Gibson spots that he can tackle that player. And um, and then, yeah, Dennis was it, takes one touch and then releases it. Um, yeah. You know, Patrick's in space and yeah, one touch and finish. So five touches from Oldham having the ball on the halfway line, five touches and it's in the back of the net. Um, all just kind of players who are alert to the opportunity to fashion a chance out. Um, just, we, you know, we haven't scored enough goals this season. That's obvious to everyone. This is the sort of thing we need to be doing more. We need to be just able to say, quick, there's an opportunity, take it. And Patrick seems like the sort of person, you know, since he's coming, who, you know, who will do that. You know, if he gets, you know, if he gets the ball in the right position, he wants to fashion a chance out either for him or for someone else. So it's, it's good to see that Christy and Dennis can do that as well. And it's good to see Jordan Gibson being a nuisance to opposition players and, you know, play, you know, just Carlisle players always on the lookout for the loose ball. Play yeah, forward. Absolutely. absolutely. Something, something that I didn't mention earlier on, mate, is the fact that Callum Guy is now back on set pieces. Gibson's playing every mm-hmm. game as well. And Gibson was popping up for set pieces, but Callum Guy is back on set pieces. And 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 there's a few more highlights before the Carlisle United um, goal. And one of yeah. those highlights is Callum Guy striking it from about 30 yards out. And I, it didn't really trouble the goalkeeper too much, but I really enjoyed the fact that he took the shot on. It's very rare yeah. that he actually takes the shot on and he's actually took the shot on for a change. And I'm hoping, I am really yeah. hoping, because I'm telling you right now, mate, from now until the end of the season, I am putting Callum Guy to score <laughs> on my betting yeah. slip from now yeah. until the end of the season, because those odds are long. <laughs> and if it comes in, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I that's my big tip. That's my big tip. I reckon Callum Guy is going to get a goal between now and the end of the season, which would be his first goal yeah. in about two seasons. Um, for... yeah. He must have scored, yeah, he must have scored something last season because he was never like he always scored a couple, I think. But yeah, I and think he got um, two, I think he got two, yeah, mm-hmm. a couple, <laughs> but um, oh, well yeah, played. It's, you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely want to see him just kind of taking chances, just kind of you know, just in general, you know, we had a lot of shots in this game and you know, hit the target more than Oldham did. Um, hit the target against Rochdale more than Rochdale did, even though they had more shots, I think. So, uh, you know, we just need to test goalkeepers, especially when you're in these kind of like tense relegation battles. Um, the, you know, the goalkeepers we've come up against, they've all looked flawed. You know, um, I think the Rochdale, well, the Rochdale goalkeeper was um, responsible or, you know, partly responsible for Amari Patrick's goal. And then, you know, throughout the game, I didn't see the Oldham goalkeeper not being there, but, you know, you're kind of like lower half league, two goalkeepers. You don't want to give them too easy a game. You know, you want to make sure that they always have to, you know, a shot always might come in. And even though it's not the best shot the Callum guy's ever going to hit, it's just, it's just not letting the goalkeeper relax. Um, Yeah. It's a nice awkward I mean, shot. It bounces right in front of the goalkeeper, you yeah. know. And then on I mean, a League Two pitch, that can go anywhere, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it gets to the point if you're not taking shots, then the goalkeeper kind of knows that oh, they've got it in that position. 
a shot's not going to come in here, so I can just kind of focus on what happens if the ball comes into the box. It, you know, if the goalkeeper has to also think about his positioning for a potential shot from outside the box, um, if the goalkeepers happen to worry about fast breaks where we win the ball back like the first goal, then, you know, it, it just unsettles the defence a bit more. And, you know, you can kind of, it's similar to that, you know, both those highlights that we've looked at, um, I've kind of said almost the same thing, that it shows things that we, you know, things that we need to be doing if we do want to kind of like um, score more goals, which, you know, we do, which we do need to. So, I mean, even yeah, if you just want to keep the ball in your opposition's half and be able to pin them back, you know, these are the sort of the balls that you're going to have to be making. Um, I mean, the winner came in fantastic form. Simo has said in interviews through the week that Carlisle United were lucky enough to go to Aston Villa's training ground and practice a little bit of yeah. set-piece play. You know, Simo's been in charge at Brunton Park for just a couple of days and there's been uh, three games in that time and players need time to rest after games. So in terms of training sessions, Simo, before yeah. the game at Oldham, had had maybe two training sessions with the Carlisle United team. So he had to yeah. make decisions. What were the important things to focus on? What were the areas that were going to make differences in games? And he's hit the nail on the fucking head with this one, mate. Uh, some fantastic set-piece play. I mean, a lot of credit has to go to Morgan Feeney. A lot of credit has to yeah. go to Callum Guy. But the organisation is very obvious here. Morgan Feeney is the yeah. only Carlisle United player in the six-yard box. Um, yeah when the ball goes in, that is very much on purpose. You're more yeah. uh, likely to think in the air, Simeu and uh, Mellish might be the uh, the attacking threats from an Oldham mm. point of view, for example. And those two are very much stationed on either side of the six-yard area. This allows Morgan Feeney all the space in the world. Now, the two attackers that are on the pitch at this moment in time are sitting close to the penalty uh, spot and the edge of the area. Again, very much on purpose, allowing Morgan Feeney to drag his man and make it a situation where he has to beat his man in the air and that is the only obstacle in the way. There are no other defenders. Um, you could argue yeah. Oldham maybe should have had somebody on the post um, on this yeah. occasion. It's the last minute I mean, of the game. saying that. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was, yeah, I mean, I mean, there was times when you were saying that about Carlisle and goals that we conceded. So certainly, yeah. you know, if if this was a goal that Carl conceded, I'm sure we'd have said that. Yeah, but even still, mate, this is the per this is the perfect header. You can't yeah, do a yeah, better yeah. header than this. Like, even if a defender was on the line, he probably couldn't have got anywhere near this. It yeah. hits the bottom of the crossbar and the post before it goes in. Yeah. It's an absolute pin point header from a man. I mean, Morgan Feeney. When it when we finished against. Um, Rochdale on Tuesday night. He was the player that got the most love from the Warwick um, when yeah, he came yeah, over yeah. to applaud the Warwick. There were chants of Feeney, 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 <laughs> Feeney coming from the Warwick and he got yeah. the most recognition. He was spot on on that day as well and uh, would have been deserving of a Man of the Match award on that day. Um, yeah. But on 
this occasion, mate, for him to claim the winner, uh, for him to sort of cap the week off where he's really coming into his own level um, at a time where McDonald might be coming into uh, the defence. Morgan Feeney has absolutely stamped his claim to be the number one centre-back that we have on the books right yeah. now When uh, whilst McDonald has been out of the team. I mean... What a fantastic way to win a game of football in the last minute of a game. It's fantastic for any neutral. It means more to us as Carlisle United fans, obviously. And, um, I mean, mate, it's a beautiful moment. Last-minute winners are always beautiful moments. And uh, when you look at the league table now, uh, that goal, the way it affected us in terms of absolutely rocketing out of the relegation zone, which... In the first half, at the end of the first half, at half time, we were in the relegation zone. Um, so the results going the way they've gone. Oh, now shot up to 18th in the league and oh. are six points clear from the relegation area. Obviously, with that victory mm-hmm. over Oldham, we forced Oldham into the relegation zone. They do have that game in hand, but mate, how nice the things look after one week with Simo. Yeah, I mean, it's um, obviously, you know, uh, we built up a cushion before under under Millen, before going on a poor run. Did we talk about this in the first half, actually? So Yeah, yeah, we had a little um, bit of a crack about that, yeah. Yeah, it, it feels a lot more kind of like sustainable now. Um, the performance is, it's more dogged, you know, which it sounds like a criticism, but, um, the, it, you know, you feel more like the team aren't going to crumble. That's uh, this it. is the first, And this is the first time this season that we've come from behind to um, win a game. We And previous to this, I think we'd kind of like managed four draws where we were behind, but no wins. So that's kind of like we've almost... I mean, just in terms of just in terms of the way these results have affected us in in in, in the way of like league standing, you know, like earlier on we yeah. obviously spoke about like the team and the mentality and and the way that they've yeah. been performing, but just to just to see the security of us where we are in the league right now, would you say yeah. we're, we're we're free and clear, or would you say that maybe in another five games time, or how are you feeling? Yeah. I don't want to say free and clear because that just sounds like an absolutely reckless thing to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not in a relegation. Yeah, battle. it felt it felt pretty free table. and clear. I'm pretty sure we got to six points clear under Millen actually at yeah. one point. And yeah. it does, you know, uh, six points cushion at this stage of the season is a lot better than a six point cushion in January because yeah. there's just less time for the teams below you to overhaul you. Yeah. Um, some of the teams below us are on absolutely dreadful form at the moment, and Barrow are really struggling. Yeah. Um, Orient are struggling and have yet to appoint a manager. Well, Bradford, who were just above us, have lost their last five. Yeah, I don't think Bradford are going down though. But, I know, um, but in terms of bodies, yeah, that yeah. climb over. Oh yeah, it's it's. I mean, I mean, who'd have thought that we could? Because I think we have a game in hand over Bradford. Not the games in hand mean a lot uh, down at this end of the table because they've got a game in hand over us. Sorry, have they got a game in hand over us? Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I say not the games in hand mean that much down at the bottom end of the table. Yeah, exactly like you were saying. But who'd have thought we'd be three points from Bradford? We're like, right. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, not that exactly. not that my whole objective of the season is to go above Bradford. Although I'm sure John Gibson would absolutely love that. But, <laughs> but I mean, like, it 
you know, it feels like I can't believe that, you know, if things go our, you know, if things go our way in the next game, it's a very difficult game away to North, uh, home to Northampton, you know, tough. But you know, potentially it could be above Bradford, and Bradford are a team that I thought were going to walk with, you know, walk with this league when I, yeah. you know, at the start of the season, I was extremely wrong there. Um, and then <laughs> like you look at teams like Colchester, a little bit of a revival. Um, Scunthorpe, whatever revival they had is over. They're down. Oldham. They've been they've been on really good form, but it's got to be absolutely galling to like go on such a good run for the team down near the bottom, and they're still in the relegation zone. Um, Barrow mentioned in trouble. Leighton Orient apparently can't. Leighton Orient can't get a manager. They've offered the job to several people and been turned down, which <sighs> is worrying for them. Um, and I think uh, Walsall have kind of like started to climb away, actually. But you know, there are teams down here that are just, you know, on much worse form than us. Like um, Stevenage, actually, Stevenage under Paul Tisdale um, have just absolutely gone off a cliff as well. So, like, the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six, this, the bottom seven teams. Between them, in the last five games, have won five matches. Mm. That's the that's the combined total for all of the bottom seven. And three of those are us. Yeah. So we kind of, and then sort of, see, we're the yeah. So we're the only team in the bottom half that have got three wins in the last five. Um, Hartlepool are the next one up. So um, feels if if it feels more, you know, feels. Feels a lot more kind of like we can actually do it this time. We like fewer games left. Um, never say that we're not in a relegation battle, you know. Um, former managers of ours have learned that the hard way. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to lose sight of of of. I mean, yeah. why Simo's here is to basically save us from relegation. That's why Simo has been brought yeah. in. Um, so you don't want to lose sight of the fact that that is the objective. That is the goal, you know, and. I mean, best case scenario, we end up just like trotting through the last sort of like five games of the season because we've, mm-hmm. you know, managed to stay out of that relegation zone kind of thing. So if we can keep yeah, building yeah. that point, getting that little cushion, then maybe towards the end of the season, we'll get to see Dixon, we'll get to see Charters, we'll get to see uh, Breeze. You know, we might get to see some of those young lads. Simo is is, is a fan of, of, of young local talent, sort of like pushing them through on the opportunities when you're given those opportunities. So, I mean, that'll be a feel-good factor. It's better than just sort of like playing games for nothing. Um, but... At the moment, that's the best case scenario for the Cumbrians is that we do end up finishing the season out, playing the games for nothing. Um, but it's been a fantastic run under Simo this week, mate. It's been beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah. Before we go completely past the match crack, it's time that we both give our Man of the Match awards. And uh, yeah. I mean, I went first last time, so you can go first this time. Who was your Man of the Match for Oldham Athletic? The game against Oldham Athletic. Fuck them. Who cares about their fucking players? <laughs> um, Feeney. Um, yeah. For the goal, um, also for his role in defence as well. And, you know, uh, what a way to score your first ever senior goal. Um, oh, yeah, true, you know, yeah. He's still, he's still a young lad. Um, well, 23, but... Because he's been, you know, until 2020, he was... Well, before he became to us, he'd only ever played one game uh, senior football. So, 
Um, this is his, his first ever goal in senior football, and it's a last second winner for a team in front of uh, thirteen hundred away fans who then all start singing your name. <laughs> so that'll be be it'll it'll be a great moment for him, and I'm not sure that getting the man of the match awards from me will necessarily kind of like measure up to that, but it might just keep the buzz going for him. <laughs> Do you know what, mate? We'll keep the buzz going even more. I'm going to go for Morgan Feeney as well. I was going to do uh, a Mark Howard double header, um, but yeah. He, he, he didn't have that much to save, to be completely honest, on the day against Oldham. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. Oldham didn't have a fair few shots, but in terms of shots on target, difficult shots on target, you know, there wasn't a lot that Mark yeah. Howard really had to do on the day. Um, so, yeah, Morgan Feeney, fantastic game against Rochdale and another fantastic game against Oldham. Really, like we've already said about three or four times, I think, by mm-hmm. now, really growing into his own league. Uh, as a part of the Carlisle United squad. Now, Carlisle United's next game is at home against Northampton Town, and it's half price. So get yourself down there and support the Cumbrians. Northampton are currently standing second in the league, but they've had a little bit of a dip in form recently. Um, On either side of the spectrum, it... Northampton are going to be a difficult team to beat, but they are at Brunton Park. And if there are um, half price tickets, there is going to be a fantastic atmosphere. Underneath Simo, anything seems possible. Um, mate, I know Northampton are a good team, but I, I'm firmly on the Simo bandwagon now. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's no moving me off it. Um, and I mean, as I always do here in the Blue Army podcast, I predict Carla United are going to win. Uh, I believe I got my uh Rochdale prediction right. Um, I think I got my Oldham prediction right. Um, so I'm, I'm on a bit of a winning streak myself at the moment. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with against Northampton Town. I'm gonna go with um. I'm going to go with another 2-1. Carlos seems to be able to put two goals past their opponents at the moment. I'm going to go with another 2-1 okay. against Northampton Town. Do you have any notes about Carlisle United's next opponent before you make your uh, prediction? What do you want you what have you got notes to read out with? Or do you want me to? Sorry. No, um, no, I don't have any notes. Just, if anything comes to mind about any, any outstanding sort of like players in terms of form, in terms of management. Um, yeah, so like they've got Jack Sowerby. Mm. That's um that's a thing. Um, <laughs> they did get did they get beat by Barrow? I've got a feeling. Was it Barrow that beat them? Yeah, Barrow yeah, beat they got them beat, 1-0. They got beat at their place by Barrow. The first so like, of February. As you, yeah, as you point out, they are on, you know, not wonderful form. Always kind of like, you know, um, a little bit nervous about kind of like playing teams near the top of the table who are on middling form uh, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be quite happy with a draw I mean, they, they don't. They don't tend to um, travel well. Apparently, most of the most of the losses this year have came from uh, and draws have came on the road. I mean, they drew to yeah. Scunthorpe. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, they drew to Scunthorpe. The, I mean, if you look at their recent and then games, lost to Rochdale. Lost to Rochdale, yeah. Lost to Barrow. Um, they were then and then drew to Wal Walsall, who were on a bit of a dip recently. Yeah, so they're not untouchable. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I feel like we've got a lot to uh, be positive about going into uh, the Northampton game. And um, I mean, mate, it's been a very positive show. <laughs> I've really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, I feel like we've probably gone over a bit, but that's fine. That's fine. Um, feels, feels nice after the last time I was on here. Yeah, man. It's been, it's, it's been a beautiful change of pace. Things are looking a lot more positive. And um, yeah, and it, it's lovely to have you back on, Wills, mate. And obviously mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get round to, to seeing you back on again. It might be next week. It might be the week after. We can't expect Wills to be committed, all right? All right? He doesn't earn a wage <laughs> doing this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I saw the comments, right? Well, have you been getting comments? I don't read the comments. Oh, where's Wills? <laughs> Bring Wills back. Where's Wills been? <laughs> When's Wills coming back on? When are you going to get Wills back in? He's now, nah, right? All right. He's back. All right. And he'll do it when he can. Okay. But, uh, Wills, it's been an absolute pleasure having you back on the Blue Army podcast. Yeah. It's been great to do this. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. This has been episode 58 of the Blue Army podcast, which is officially sponsored by the old fire station, Carlisle. Make sure you get tickets for Clint Boone and the Happy Mondays. It's going to be a hell of a night. And uh, Will's... Beautiful being a Carlisle fan again. I'm absolutely Thank you so much for joining us. There's only one thing left for us both to do right now, and that's to say goodbye to our lovely, lovely listeners. Um, If you guys want to get in contact with us, get on the show, get your opinions across. You know, if you've got a question for me and Wills to tackle, the email address is thebluearmypod at gmail.com. And um, I mean, yeah, that's that's the thing to do, guys. Get involved. I think I'll put something more out on Facebook again uh, next week so you can read out more of yeah. your comments uh, again. I really enjoyed doing that. I've just been a little bit lazy recently. So unfortunately, I do apologize for not being as organized as maybe I should be. Um, but there we go. Um, so, yeah, one left, one last thing left for us to do, Wills, mate. Um, and that's yeah. to say bye for now. Oh, how hip. How's it going? It is my pleasure to introduce you, the listeners of the Blue Army Podcast, to our first ever official sponsors. It's Carlisle's number one music venue. That's right, I'm talking about the old fire station Carlisle. Relive the 90s Manchester vibe with live music from the happy Mon days and a DJ set from Clint Boone of the Inspiral Carpets. Happy Mon Days, the number one tribute band to the Happy Mondays, bring you all the cult classics and best-selling hits of Manchester's number one 
baggy band and Clint Boone, one of the most sought after club DJs in the country right now, will play your favourite hits on Saturday the 23rd of April and those tickets are just £15. This gig along with hundreds more is brought to you by the old fire station Carlisle. To buy tickets for this and any other event please visit www.ofscarlisle.co.uk OFS obviously stands for old fire station. One more time that is www.ofscarlisle.co.uk Get your tickets now. You can also get on all their social media links, Facebook, Twitter and the rest of them by searching the old fire station Carlisle. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.